Today is May 23rd, 2016. I'm your podcast host, Client Manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is fellow client manager Stacy Bruce from Adelaide, Australia, and she's joining me to talk about three complications of sub-suppliers and how to avoid them. And this is based off a blog article from last month. So welcome, Stacy. Thank you, John. And maybe you can start by giving us like a short intro about why using sub-suppliers in production can be problematic or complicated. Well, to start off, using sub-suppliers is a reality of manufacturing, not only in China, but all over the world. And it can help to cut costs and to help give you a better product because you've got different factories specializing in different materials and products. But it can get complicated when you're looking at tracing parts and materials and trying to control quality of your product. So it's tough basically to manage parts and components and materials that your immediate supplier is not necessarily responsible for directly. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So the first complication that you mentioned is the challenge of managing quality. And you sort of touched on that a little bit in the intro that you just gave us. Can you tell us about how that's a challenge for importers working with suppliers, managing quality of materials and parts for their product? So the idea of a sub-supplier is that they are controlled by your supplier, which means that more often than not, you don't have direct communication with them and you don't really know the quality control standards they have in place there. So you're not going to get an idea of the quality of your product until it does actually arrive at your supplier. This can make addressing any issues or defects quite complicated because they're not caught early. They're caught when they are, well, if if they're caught, they're caught when they get to the supplier. So in a sense, from what you've written in your article is the more sub-suppliers an importer has in their supply chain, the more difficult it is to manage quality of their product. And a big part of that that you touched on was communication and that communicating with sub-suppliers is difficult as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And as I said, it's often the supplier doesn't want you to have direct communication with their suppliers. If you're not communicating with the sub-supplier, you are not quite sure what information they're receiving about your product and about your own quality standards as well. Okay. So with these things in mind, what can an importer do? How do they manage sub-supplier QC? What's the best way to approach that? One of the best ways is to have really clear product specs, quality control checklists, make sure that all of your requirements are very clear, all of your drawings, all of the artwork that you provide for your product. Yeah, it's important to make sure that's very clear to anybody who's reading that who might not speak the same language as you. I guess by clarifying expectations from the beginning with product specs, requirements, expectations, detailed quality control checklists, they can distribute those to their immediate supplier and there'll be fewer questions and there's fewer opportunities for confusion if they hand those over to their sub-suppliers as they should. Is that sort of the main idea? Yeah, that's right. Okay. The second aspect that you mentioned is the importance of signing a non-compete agreement. And how does that help an importer to manage sub-supplier QC? Well, one of the biggest reasons that suppliers don't want you contacting their sub-suppliers is because they think that you may go direct with them rather than going through the supplier. And the same goes for using vendors or agents. So 
if you are upfront with them and say, you know what, I'm not going to go behind your back and work directly with this supplier, then that goes a long way in ensuring them that they're going to have your business. And that's what a non-compete is there for, to give them that security. With that security in mind, in theory, the supplier is a little bit more comfortable with you communicating directly with their suppliers, that is the sub-suppliers. And hopefully by opening up communication that way, the idea is you can work out any quality control, points of confusion related to the quality of the products or the materials or what have you and avoid substandard quality from ending up in the finished product. Is that right? That's right. Yes. It can be very handy. Okay. The third complication of sub-suppliers and how to avoid them that you mentioned in the article is potential production and shipping delays. So how is it that shipping delays might be more of an issue with someone using sub-suppliers for manufacturing? So if there are any issues that arise at the sub-supplier, any quality defects, any delays on their part from their material suppliers, this can disrupt the schedule of your supplier because they may be waiting on parts to begin assembly for your product. Likewise, if there are any defects found at the supplier that have come from the sub-supplier, then there, there could be delays with you know, sending those parts back, having the sub-supplier rework them. And all of these factors can contribute to the delays shipment at the end. So how can they prevent delays related to sub-suppliers? What can an importer do to prevent sub-suppliers from slowing the process down or preventing the immediate supplier from finishing and shipping the finished product? It's tough because there could be any number of things that come up with either the sub-supplier or the sub-supplier. But one of the main things is to define with your supplier initially before production begins your expectations if there are any delays and your requirements as to who is responsible for delays or issues with the sub-suppliers. Often you can say that the supplier is responsible for any defects or any problems that come up with their sub-suppliers. It's important to communicate with your supplier and ask them to help you understand the timelines that their sub-suppliers are working with so that you can incorporate that into your final sort of shipping deadline and what your expectations are and check in periodically to make sure that everything's on track, to make sure there's no issues with the sub-supplier that they're not telling you about and hold the suppliers accountable for missing any deadlines. Okay. Yeah, I think to the last point about holding them accountable, that can be tough sometimes, but one of the better ways to do it is to work with your immediate supplier and say, you know, we agreed on this date. It was two, three months later than that. And, you know, try and hold them accountable by asking for some sort of discount on the next order, asking for some sort of rebate, because they need to be helped to meet the expectation that they established from the beginning. So if your product ships late and your customers aren't happy about it, it's costing you money. And it stands to reason that the supplier should stand to lose money as well if that happens. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. The last point that is complications of sub-suppliers is limited oversight for ethical sourcing. So can you tell us about ethical sourcing and how sub-suppliers could complicate assuring that products are ethically sourced? One of the issues that arises with not having contact with immediate suppliers, sub-suppliers, is that you aren't able to visit. You don't know what sort of social compliance violations there may or may not be. And it's important to request when you're starting work with a supplier to make it clear your 
requirements for social compliance and often our clients will request evidence of social compliance auditing or some kind of review such as SA8000 to make sure that they're working with a supplier that complies to the retail standards. Yeah, I think it's a problem for some buyers because if they're selling through Walmart, they're distributing through Target or one of these major retailers or brands, and that brand has their own set of compliance standards for ethical sourcing. If their supplier doesn't meet those standards and their distributor discovers that, they might refuse to sell their product. So if you have someone who depends heavily on having their product stocked in Walmart and Walmart suddenly says, oh, your supplier uses underage labor or doesn't pay insurance or what have you, for whatever reason, they may just cease to stock that product and it could hurt the importer significantly. So it's important that they check the sub-suppliers or at least have, as you said, some evidence of social compliance auditing being done social compliance checks being done to make sure that they conform. So what would you say is sort of the overall lesson for importers here? Working with sub-suppliers has some complications that come with it, right? So we've talked about how to avoid those, but should they be avoiding sub-suppliers altogether? Or is that sort of a necessary aspect of a lot of importers and the nature of the products that they manufacture? It's definitely a necessary step, especially to keep costs down and to give you an overall better product. And It's often difficult and sometimes unrealistic to expect one supplier to make all of the materials for your product. And there are often sub-suppliers that would do a lot better job. So especially if you've got a complex product with lots of different materials, sub-suppliers are going to be a reality. And they can work very well, but there are also a lot of complications. So you just have to know how to best avoid those complications so that you are receiving the best possible service from all of the suppliers that are involved in making your product with minimal defects, minimal social compliance issues, and hopefully maximum communication. Okay, great. I want to thank my guest, Stacey Bruce, for joining me today to talk about sub-suppliers and the complications that often come with working with them. So thank you, Stacey. Thanks, John. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today's broadcast and remind you guys to check us out on our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We've got some daily updates there with some industry news and tips and advice. And you can also check us out on our YouTube channel for some on-site inspection videos and interviews with industry experts. And finally, if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line at our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.